You ready? Born ready. Welcome back to another episode of Adulting with Kate and Max. I'm Kate. And I'm Max. And we decided to come back for episode two. Not that anyone listened to episode one. <laughs> it's just for us, you know? It's just for us. They say you should do hobbies that are just for you, that you're bad at, and just keep doing them. It's just for us and the sponsorships. Yes. Who's sponsoring you this week? Um, Bunnings. I feel like that'd be a cool sponsorship to get. Yeah, I mean, I entered a raffle the other day to win a $1,000 Bunnings voucher, so we'll see how we go. Was that the car? The car was the first prize, though everyone in my family agreed that I should just donate the car to the family because I don't have one at the moment. Yeah, I think just sell the car, take the money. Mm. Well, today we're going to be talking about how to make friends as an adult because everyone talks about making friends as kids and no one talks about making friends as adults. I feel like when you talk about making friends as an adult, you always have to add how to make friends and influence people. Like as soon as you become an adult, for some reason you have to influence them as well and it's all about manipulation and you can't just like have a friendship like so we when know what it's kid. like to be friends with max <laughs> no no it's just that book from what's his name steve anyway we're not gonna talk about how to influence and manipulate people just how to make friends yeah because it's hard it takes a lot more work you don't suddenly just rock up to lunch on the playground and suddenly make five friends it takes a lot more work as an so adult. much easier than you walk up and you're like hey you want to be friends like yep sweet friendship yeah, I mean... Really could... weird to do that as an adult. Yeah, I mean, lunch break, go to the cafe and just uh, walk up to five people having their lattes. I think they would uh, think you're a bit crazy. I think so. We're going to talk about some better strategies. You've probably had a recent experience of making friends as an adult because you moved states to a state where you knew nobody. I did. I moved from Brisbane in Queensland to Melbourne here in Victoria about three years I'm glad ago. Glad you specified which. We which could have state. international <laughs> listeners. You never know. Uh, yeah, I moved about three years ago um, after I finished uni, moved down here for work, moved in the middle of COVID. It was January 2021, which if you're from Melbourne, you'd go, oh, wow, that's a shit time to move because <laughs> we were in the middle of lockdowns. Um, not, not when I got here, but we, we had a lockdown, I think two weeks after I got here. And then I reckon at one point in the year I'd worked out, I spent one in every three days in lockdown since I had moved here. So the first year, not great, but I think a lot of good learning experiences from that. And, you know, three years on, I have friends now, I think, <laughs> at least I, I, I count them as friends. And yeah, it's uh, it's worked, but it, it took some time. It's not something that just sort of happens overnight. Mm. What did you do to start making friends? I think the 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 first thing was that I I mean, as I said, I moved here for work, and I started at the same time as a group of other people around the same age, which was super helpful because there were like ten of us, I think, um, and you know we spent those first couple of weeks of work and the induction pretty much spending all day together um and then went into lockdown and so we hadn't met anyone else that we worked with yet all we knew was the other people in the group and a lot of them have moved from from interstate as well so that was kind of an easy um i guess bonding experience probably trauma bonding really you know (laughs) (laughs) trauma bonding at work it's uh, something we all love yeah it's something i'd recommend um but no it was it was good and then you know from that 10 it's you know you're not going to be great friends with everyone in the group but it, it means that suddenly you've got a circle of, of people that you know and then from that you, there might be you know two three people that you really connect with and you end up you know becoming longer term friends with which which I have but I think the difficulty with that is actually taking the friendship from work to 
outside of work. I don't want to yeah. say that work friends aren't real friends. <laughs> like they, they are, but it's different. But there are it's some different. friends that you spend a lot of time with at work, but as soon as you lose that common ground, it, the friendship disappears. Like, yeah, how do that's you the take risk. Friendships like, offline. I think you got to make the step to do something outside of work and you, you have to be the one to initiate it yeah. and i think you start with a coffee or a walk or... yeah well it's really easy to to start with some sort of activity that you can do after work mm. because it's probably a bit different now that you know everyone's working from home a lot of the time but if you're all in the office one day it's a great opportunity to just say why don't we go out for drinks afterwards yeah. you know why don't we go catch up and once you sort of get everyone outside of work I think it's really important to talk about things that aren't work then. So, like, <laughs> you know, what, have your half hour where you, yeah, you, like you, you talk about what you're working on and all that sort of stuff. But it's really important then, I think, to start asking questions about other parts of their life. You know, what do they enjoy doing? Find out more about their hobbies and, and what they do for fun. And I think that sort of conversation moves it away from just the, the work sphere. So I think that was really important, obviously being locked down as well we weren't in the office. So for, for me at the time, it more looked like, you know, catching up for a friend to go for a walk in the park because we mm. couldn't legally meet anywhere else. So sort of limited on options, but you know, you, you, you make it work. And I think it's just about being the one to initiate and bring that activity outside of the workplace and then actually making the effort to make sure that you're not just talking about work. It's such an important point to talk to people outside of work and also be the one to make the effort because often it feels like oh well if they wanted to hang out with me they would have asked me mm. and so it kind of feels weird to be the one to initiate but most people in my experience just are quite happy to do something if you ask if you come up with the idea if you are doing the organizing everyone's just busy or thinking things in their head and so if you, you're the one that initiates, then most people are going to say yes and if they don't want to hang out with you well it's super easy to just say I've got to go to see my grandma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's people are going to come up with an excuse if they don't want to spend time with you. So I, I don't think you have to worry if you're the one initiating all the time. As long as they're saying yes, I don't think you've got anything to worry about because, as you said, if they, if they don't want to do it, they're going to come up with some reason not to. And being persistent as well. Like, it can be really hard at the start, but also something else I know we've talked about is casting a wide net. So trying to do lots of things, meet lots of people, see who you might like to be friends with because you might find a few people but then they get busy or they move away or they go do the, the Europe thing or the interstate thing and so suddenly you've got to make more friends. So starting with a wide net so you have lots of different friendships in different areas of your life I think is really important. So what about outside of work then? What if you don't have a job or if you're a student? Just, or if you just don't like the people you work with, like they just I mean, suck I, and you can't imagine anything worse than spending time with your colleagues outside of work. What do you do then? My biggest thing is just to sign up for things. I'm a big believer in just signing up to weird activities, whether it's improv, whether it's a circus class, whether it's public speaking, whether it's a book club, a running group. I mean, I'm just labeling some things that I've done. Yeah, these personally. are all real examples. <laughs> real in like examples. the last three months as well, it's really you've packed a lot of activities into a short space of time. Yeah, but it's um, going to things, especially if they meet regularly and they've got a reason for you to hang out. So instead of just going to a group that's oh, we all want to make friends, it's going to a group where the purpose is something else, like running. But the byproduct is you get to talk and meet people and have a coffee after. So. If you can find something that meets on a fortnightly, a weekly, a monthly basis, that's really powerful as well. If you can sign up to an eight-week class because you can have a reason to turn up to the same point 
every week and talk to the same people. That's one way to make friendships. Because often if you go to a one-off event and you just talk to someone you saw in the crowd, then unless you actually exchange numbers or have enough time to talk, you probably don't develop that friendship any further. So having something that's recurring is really important. Yeah, I think the consistency definitely helps. But mm. I think also what you said around doing something that's not just like the purpose isn't just being there to make <laughs> friends. It sort of takes the pressure off it. Like I've got a friend who there's an app called, um, oh, what's it called? Fauna, I think. And it's like, it puts you into a group of four with people with similar interests and you, know, you can go Fauna. and catch up. Like, it, yeah, <laughs> it's, well, and you know, he's, he's met some interesting people through that. And mm. like, it seems like a great idea. My one, I think the thing I would be worried about with that is like, you're all going in with the expectation that you're there to like make a new friend. It feels yeah. like there's a lot of pressure there's on it. Whereas, yeah, style. like if you're going to, you know, a class, like an imp- mm. improved class or something. Like I used to do a and lot of rock climbing. Sports. Yeah, I, I did you lots of... um a lot of friends for doing different types of sports. Yeah, I played touch football. I have a lot of good friends from that. Um, a lot of rock climbing. Rock climbing is a great one because <laughs> you can, you like, you don't have to know anyone. You can yeah. go, it's an individual sport, but you also, climbing is exhausting and you just can't do it like the whole time that you're there. You need lots of rest. <laughs> so what you end up doing is you'll just have like, four people sitting on a bench just staring at a wall. And the only thing to do in that situation is to start a conversation with the person next to you. And, you know, if you're going consistently, you know, same day every week, mm-hmm. you're going to start running to the same people and so they sort of become familiar faces. And then, again, it's sort of making that that step to take it outside of that situation and, and see if that connection or that friendship works in another situation. So it's sort of... I don't know. I think those activities are really good because it's a way to connect with someone where there's no pressure. Like you're not yeah. there specifically to make friends. And especially if you sign up by yourself without someone you already know, you're much more likely to talk to people. Yeah. If you go with a friend, often like you don't actually talk to as many people because you've got that security blanket already. Well, the touch team I played in is a great example. I think we started with probably nine people. Everyone had signed up as an individual. No one knew mm. anyone. And by week three we were going to the pub every week after the game and it was great. You know, I've, I've got lasting friendships from that. Mm. And I'd played in a lot of sports teams before that one where so you get like, yeah, we get people who, you know, futsal, you have five people on a court and your team has three people who are all friends and then two randoms. It's hard to make friends mm-hmm. in that situation because the three people who came with their friend, they're not really interested in making new friendships. So I don't know, it's, it is persistence and it's just sort of finding that situation where you're not going there just to make friends, but coincidentally there are also other people there who are going and would like to make friends. I think that's sort of the, that's the ideal scenario. Hmm. And there's also other apps like Bumble Friends. I mean, I've done a few walks on the past. It didn't really go anywhere, but that's probably because I didn't follow up. But there's different programs and online tools now that you can meet people and you can also meet people through social media if you can take that offline as well but I think just wrapping things up like people do want to make friends most people just are a bit too scared to put themselves out there so you can be the one to initiate just start with something low risk like a coffee or a walk a drink something like that if you can start in a group situation even better and I'm not great at being the one to initiate. So I know it's not like the best advice to hear sometimes if you're like, oh, just be the one to <laughs> ask a random person to do something. Like, that's hard. But, you know, if you do it in a situation where 
like I said, you know, rock climbing. If you go and ask someone and it's a really weird interaction and you feel like that just went terribly, there are so many rock climbing gyms in Melbourne. You never have to see that person ever again. Like just just do it and then just move on if it went badly. But most of the time it's not going to go badly. Yeah. And just keep at it. Like cast a wide net, join lots of groups, try different things, see what you like. If you really love an activity and you find another group of people that love it, chances are you'll have something in common. So yeah. Just find areas where you might have something small in common and keep keep at it, really. Keep keep at it. Just keep swimming. Yeah. It's hard, though. Swimming's actually probably a terrible example to make friends because your head's underwater the whole time. You're not looking at other people who can't hear anything. Wouldn't go swimming to make friends. No? Not an adult swimming club? Is that a thing? I don't know. They assume adults keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I see adults walk in and out of the pool near me. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe try swimming. Yeah. I take it back. How are we wrapping this one up? <laughs> um, I think we just say bye and then hit stop. Yeah. All yeah. right. Bye, bye, Max. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone.